Hey everyone, and welcome to Wedding Pros. I'm your host, Phil Beabout. With me is my beautiful co-host, Brittany. And today we are talking about managing client expectations and handling revisions. Cue that intro. Wedding Pros is a place for all like-minded creatives to come together and learn all aspects of a wedding business. I am your host, Phil Beabout, and with me is my ride or die and lovely co-host, Brittany. We are wedding filmmakers in New England and love chatting about all things wedding related. We talk about not just the creative sides of our industry, but the business sides as well. Brittany has a background in business marketing, and in a previous life, I led large-scale teams at nuclear power plants with multi-million dollar budgets. We love bringing on guests that are more knowledgeable than us, who can bring different insights to the table. Sit back, grab a pen, and get ready to take some notes. You might want to brace yourself too because we have some real, raw, candid conversations with no filters. So let's get after it. I would ask you how you're doing, sweetheart, since you're now in another room with me. But uh, <laughs> it feels like we're so far away. <laughs> we're managing our audio expectations. <laughs> I will admit it is easier to do this this way, even though yes. we're like three floors away from each other, but, and we're looking at each other through zoom, through a zoom call. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, all right. So for those of you that have not seen the movie, cool hand Luke, it is a classic movie. And there is a comment with one of the wardens where he makes the, he makes a comment. What we have here is a failure to communicate. That's like an iconic expression because of that movie. And I think that that applies to a lot of things in our lives, all just overall. And what I think a lot of us lose track of is we work in the wedding industry. We're inundated with things about weddings. I mean, we're shooting weddings every weekend, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And we lose touch with the point that. For the majority of our couples, it's the first time that they've gotten married. It's the first time that they've planned a wedding. It's the first time that they've done any of these experiences. So for them, it is what's called an unknown unknown. It's a project management term. So they they have that unknown unknown going on. They don't know how many photos they're going to get at the end of uh, like after the wedding, they don't know what's normal. They don't know what's too many, what's too little, et cetera, et cetera. Like I, I can't, do you remember how many photos we got from our wedding by a chance? I just remember probably getting one of the biggest packages. Of course you because would. Because it was like a fear though. Of <laughs> Here's missing Phil's credit out. card. <laughs> no, but like to go with what you're saying, like, we didn't know anything when it came to we were just talking to Lindsay at Larev and he was actually a preferred vendor at our venue and had i known anything at the time i would have gone with them like 100% yeah. i based my decision off of a music video that the videographer did not even film. He was just happened to be at the wedding. And for some reason that gave me some sort of authority, like, okay, that means he knows what he's doing. And I didn't 
really look much further into it than that. And lo and behold, years later, we get into the industry and we're going over because I keep everything going over our like um, package and half of the shit we didn't even get. Like it was something like the resolution was much lower. Yeah, no, to be honest with you uh, and feel free to let me know if I'm wrong with this, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. We, they, their big upsell was a 1080p video, but they gave us our film on DVD. And as far as I know, you, the highest resolution a DVD can get is 720. So while we paid for 1080, we received 720. And you can tell, like, especially nowadays, especially now, like when I pop my footage into like DaVinci and look at it, but. And it, this isn't like to bash anyone. Yeah, no, I, I, never, I still, like, I watch our film like as much as, you know what I mean? Like I still yeah, go back no, it's still I, I don't like think it's a bad loved by any means. Piece. Yeah. I'm just saying, and this isn't to bash his business or his business model. And um, we're not talking about Lindsay, by the way. Just so no, 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 no. Um, it, this was another vendor. However, um, we just didn't know any better. We, you need, it is our job as videographers to also inform our client. It's our, it's our job as just a wedding professional to educate people because like, I'll, I'll give you another good example when it comes to video, like couples don't know that a six minute highlight film is pretty now, pretty normal nowadays for a deliverable. Uh, doing, not doing table side interviews has kind of like I I say that and I did them last weekend, but the, the uh, that was ever. yeah that was the first time I've ever done those and that was by the couple requested it so I explained to them that we typically don't do it et cetera et cetera and they said could you please do it and I said yep of course like I, that's just fine I'll do it um but it's important for us to communicate and educate our couples on what's typical, you know, what, if anything, we can go above and beyond. Um, and I'll, I'll, were you about to say something? No, I'm turning up my volume. Okay. Uh, when we're on our discovery call, we go over our collections we tell the couple uh, that a 10 minute highlight film is the longest cinematic film that we offer. And then we go on to tell them why, like I will, you know, I'll discuss with them things like what I've always been told is that for every hour of coverage, you get about one minute worth of good, solid quote unquote cinematic footage. So if we're, if the two of us are working a nine, 10 hour day, the max that we're going to shoot is a 10 minute highlight film. Like that's just kind of how, that's how we kind of break it down to everybody because I want them to understand why we've made this decision, why we have the length of films that we have. Uh, so when they're making a decision on a videographer, like they, they understand like where we're coming from and why our collections are kind of built um, the way that they are. And, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, if you're a photographer, like you need to be having these same conversations, uh, you know, it's important that we have realistic, uh, honest conversations with our couples at the very beginning. And one, one other thing that Brittany and I, that we do is, you know, say we shoot the wedding on Saturday, 
Monday, we have an email that goes out that, you know, just says like, hey, we had so much fun over the weekend. You know, we loved being a part of your guys' day, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then it goes on to say, just to refresh your memory, th- these are the deliverables that that you got. So it's, you know, say you got our eclectic collection. It's a six minute highlight film. It's going to have the audio narration, you know, the vowels, the toasts, and it's just a little blurb on what they can expect. But then on top of that, in our contract, we have the film deliverable being done within four months. So we say you can expect your film. uh, And let's just say hypothetically, uh, let's see, today is the 29th. So let's just say uh, we shot the wedding on the 29th. That's October, November, December, January. We literally write in, you can expect your film on or before January 29th, 2023. That way they know exactly what date, not a range. We're not telling couples like, oh, we do a three to five minute film, a six to eight minute film, and you can expect your film in two to three months or three to four months. Like we don't, we are very you, clear. Yeah. Want to be clear and definitive. You the the time that you allow people to oh two to three minute highlight film they're gonna think oh it's three minutes they're leaning towards whatever is most advantageous to them yeah so oh, it's go ahead, no, go, ahead. go ahead no go ahead no if your film is gonna be ready in two to three months they're thinking it's two months so yep. doesn't you matter what you do you can't do those ranges. clear as to what and if you deliver their film sooner than that great. That gives you like kudos to you. Like they're excited. They're more happy. Um, you know, but they're not reaching out to you a week after the wedding asking you like, Hey, you know, is our film going to be done tomorrow or are we going to have photos in the next day or two? Like you've clearly told them what's going on. And that, that communication piece is unbelievably important because it helps alleviate a lot of the things that we're about to talk, talk about next. Which is exactly why Phil brings this up is because this isn't something oh, we've lived that through we've it. like. Yeah, no, yeah. We're about to use ourselves oh, we, for examples. Yeah. So let's dive right into it. Um, so we've only had one major request for like huge revisions. And this was very early on for us. And we, within that, experience we learned that we had some faults in our contract um some unclear expectations yep deliverables um yeah in our deliverables and we kind of left the couple um we gave them a lot of wiggle room to i don't know um so we dictate yeah. how we were going to go about our process. Yeah, we we made product X. They watched all of our X products on the website. They booked us based on product X. And then after they booked, had kind of a list of things that they wanted to have in their film that greatly differed from the way that we typically like constructed a wedding film. So Phil then built said film based around the the input that they gave us. And then when we delivered the product, they were not happy because it did not look like 
our typical food. product. Yeah. And we learned a very valuable lesson because like I've said many, many times, like unless you are going into a project with a client that is totally customized, your client is booking you off of your past work. You have no other examples of your future. (laughs) They go off of what they have seen you do before. And we kind of went off track with them and we let them have creative control and it didn't, it wasn't what we were good at. And it, I don't think that the film that we delivered to them was bad. I liked it. However, they, um, did not, did not. (laughs) And so here is another learning experience about how we, um, and there, there, so there was a few things with this, this one specific one, um, our film was a three to five minute. So you've heard me say that a few times about the ranges, the song that they specifically wanted Ironically, their first dance song was on music bed. So we were able to license that song. Um, However, that song was like three minutes and 25 seconds. So they picked that song that's within our three to five minute range. However, their wedding film was only three minutes and 25 seconds. So that was like stunner number one to them. Because again, is what Brittany was saying, they see five minutes, they assume it's going to be five minutes, and it wasn't. Yeah, um, and of course, they're going to want more, not less. Yeah. Uh, like anyone. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad or blaming them for anything. It was a very, right. it was a very eye-opening and like, it was a very like learning experience for us. Uh, I will say that by and large, when in the off chance we do get a revision, it's not a lot. Like it's not, it's like, Hey, can you add, you know, one or two more shots of my grandma or, uh, like we have had times where people have reached out to us and been like, Hey, um, you know, there's only like one or two shots of my mom and, yeah. you know, we'll do our due diligence and go back through the footage And, you know, you can see mom in the background during the reception, like sitting at a table, talking to somebody, et cetera, et cetera. Like she's not on the dance floor dancing. She's not, you know what I mean? Like there's nothing we can do about stuff like that. Like, and that's when we're honest with the couple and we're like, Hey, you know, we did find a couple of shots. However, your mom is just, they're kind of in the background. Like they're not, she's like chilling with grandpa or something. So, yeah, but. Just on another side note, that's why we always, one of us is typically always at portraits so that anyone that is important, quote unquote, we have at least something. Yeah, we can fall back on that footage. And that's just kind of like a little, I don't know, side note. It's most people, I actually, I think this might be a good time. Were you going to mention anything about posing couples? During this, this? Yeah. No. And managing expectations. Okay. No, so um, as videographers, I think it's very important that we kind of change the narrative that people have about posing because, and in all honesty, we've literally just recently lost, quote unquote, lost a potential client yeah, we because lost Phil 
mentioned the word posing. And that really struck a chord with me because the entire wedding day, no matter what you're like, it's traditional, it's not traditional, it is a production. Like, if this were just for you and your spouse, you would literally go elope somewhere for your eyes only. (laughs) However, as a society, we put this importance on tradition on making a spectacle making like a production out of weddings so unless your couple is walking around holding hands kissing each other um bumping into each other um being super cutesy and loving like all of the time they need guidance. Yeah, gonna, they you're need gonna need to do some kind of direction. Yeah. To be posed. They need, and maybe it's just and like prompted. changing the um I don't know what we call it, because it has such a negative connotation that like as soon as somebody mentions the word pose, then it seems like the entire wedding day has been um directed and whatnot. But like I I kid you not, like 95% of the storytelling sessions that we have, people tell us that they want the romantic, they want the, you know, the beautiful dreamy shots. Show show people the love that we have for each other. Yeah. So how do we do that? By telling you guys, hey, like we give you full-blown permission to be loving each other, caressing each other's, I don't, arms. I don't know. Like (laughs) pull her hair back. Like, just Jesus, that, Brittany. I mean, like, shoot it out of her face, whatever. <laughs> um, I'm not talking about those rom- romance novels. Grab her hair. But I think that, like, <laughs> so many people, and I say this because I've heard it so many times, like, we don't want to be posed. We don't want this. We don't want that. Well, we then, are you going to, are you going to go and, just like make out with your husband, like in front of us. No, people just don't do that. But if you make people feel comfortable and you prompt them like, Hey, this is your guys's chance to have a few minutes together alone without the spectacle, without, you know, an audience, um, you know, slow dance, have a moment, like, don't worry about when we're pressing record, like just have a moment together, do whatever you want. And I mean, it's just prompting, but I think that people also need to manage and as videographers, photographers, anyone capturing this moment and this day, it needs to be clear that like, unless your couple's Like, oh, we love each other and we're going to be, you know, we're going to go outside and you guys can just follow us. We're we're going to go frolic through the fields at sunset. (laughs) At golden hour at this specific time. Like, like, let's be honest. Let's manage this whole like portrait session. Let's, you know, give our couples permission to be in the moment, be loving, and you know, I, 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 
this is just like kind of like a soapbox that I jumped on, but yeah, it's no, it's something just reminded that really me. You know, it really grinds my gears. And here comes Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> it was my real Karen moment, but yeah. anyways, I mean, you, uh, it's it's our responsibility to like change the narrative because I think it just has such a very negative. Um, I don't know. People Stigma. just think yeah. of it so negatively. Yeah. So there's two other couples that I want to mention, and then I'm going to go into um, like what we did for each one of them, if that makes sense. So yeah, we just had a solution. Yeah. We, we just had a couple, we gave them their film, et cetera, et cetera. They came back with, they didn't like the music selection. Um, and they did have a kind of a list of changes and revisions to the film, which, uh, you know, that was the first time in like 12 videos. Yeah. It was well, well over a year since we've had feedback like that on the film. Uh, and then for case study number three, we shot a wedding. They, uh, right, wrong or indifferent. They got our starting collection. Uh, we sent them an email checking with them, just reminding them, like, remember that's that Monday follow-up email reminding them what was in that collection and checking with them to see if they would like to, uh, go up to the next one because I have plenty of footage, the audio, that kind of stuff to do that. So, so these, these are kind of our three case studies. And we will be right back. Are you tired of aimlessly flipping through mediocre at best music for hours? Do you find yourself wasting valuable time on projects just trying to find that perfect song? Bring in Musicbed. The first time Britt and I looked at their library, I remember saying, we could use any of these. Musicbed has a massive library of elite musicians used by brands like Nike, Samsung, Apple, and ESPN. Having a hard time finding that perfect song? Reach out to a specialist who can help do the searching for you and create a list of songs specifically for your project. Imagine the amount of stress reduction you would have with music selection being a breeze. Imagine how much time you can save during an edit by having a massive library of meticulously selected songs. What would that do for your productivity or quality of life? Musicbed is your solution. Click on our link below to see our hand-selected playlist. Use code WVFB at checkout and get your first month free when you sign up. Musicbed was simply a lifesaver for us. Tired of paying an enormous price for your website? Are you paying more than 12 or 13 bucks a month for multiple websites? Because we're not. We use Cloudways. You can pick your own server, pay as you go, no lock-ins, and get a free SSL certificate. Cloudways uses WordPress applications, which are included in the price. Did I mention that they will migrate your website over for you for free? Plans start as low as 11 bucks a month. We run all three of our websites off of a Vulture server through Cloudways, all for half of what the leading website host costs per year for one. Save yourself time and money with Cloudways. Click on our affiliate link below to start your free trial. You'll never look back. We didn't. And now, back to the show. We, as a company, are very upfront with what each collection has in it, what they are. There's a description for each collection in our brochure. 
when we get on the call, we talk them through each one of them. And then, like I said, we send a follow-up email with a synopsis the Monday after the wedding, reminding them what that deliverable is. So there are multiple touch points to where we have described to a couple either before they're our couple or, you know, after there are multiple times that we've kind of, you know, explained to them what you get with X, Y, and Z. So when it came to the above situations, um, case study one, where we originally had all of that feedback. And by all that feedback, we're talking, it was almost a full eight by 10 single space bulleted list of comments. Like this isn't like one or two. Like I was floored when I seen it. This was like, do we still want to do this? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So early on. (laughs) Yeah. Did, you know, did we freak out? Did we, yeah, kind of, I can lie. Yeah. Kind of. I remember that one. Um, however, we explained to them that we're more than happy to make those changes because at the end of the day, I want our couples to be happy with their wedding film and I want them to watch that film over and over and over again. Um, so we explained to them that we're more than happy to do it. The issue is the Revisions that they are requesting would be an extensive amount of work. It's not just a, you know, quick like onesie or twosie. And I put together how much it would cost for us to go back through and redo it. And to be honest with you, what they had wanted us to fix would have made their film exactly like the ones on our website that we typically did. Mm -hmm. So we were just reverting back to what we should have done to begin with. I sent them the, uh, the cost for it, that kind of stuff. And they were perfectly okay with it. They paid us for the revisions. We gave them another film. Everybody was happy. Uh, We had an NDA with them right off the bat. He worked for the government and that kind of stuff. So we didn't, so this film, oh, yeah, don't, don't go, you know, trying to scour and find it what we're talking to. Yeah, you'll, you'll never find it. Yeah. So, but, uh, but at the end of the day, they were happy. At the end of the day, we were happy. We made somebody happy. We had to make a bunch of revisions. So we, we were compensated for it. Now, the other flip side to that is that's in our contract. So our contract is really clear that if your revisions take less than an hour, we do it for free. We'll do it, knock it out. And like I said, the majority of the time, if we do have a revision, it's going to take longer for us to re-export the film than it is for us to actually go in and, you know, add a clip or take a clip out. Um, You know, what was, yeah, we had, we had one where uh, the best man gave this like, very long speech, but in it, he talked about this really specific story oh, make a long yes. story short. It turned out that that story was not about the bride and the groom. It was about the groom and one of his previous girlfriends. So we didn't yeah. know that obviously. And it was a really cool story. So we put it in the film and immediately got a phone call and was like, Hey, what, what can you do to take that out? So of course, obviously we went in and removed all of that. Like that was, um, 
you know, why you would talk about that during your <laughs> toast is beyond me. But, you know, with stuff like that, like we immediately went in and corrected that. Uh, so let's, but that also fell within that hour revision thing, to be honest with you. And anything over that, we have an hourly rate in our contract that says like, you'll pay X amount of dollars per hour for anything, you know, greater than that one hour. Now, um, just kind of staying on that topic before I get to the other two case studies, you also need to weigh your brand and your business. Because if you have done something wrong that someone needs you to correct, and then you come back and say, hey, it's going to cost X amount of dollars. Like, I'm not saying go that route. Like, there are certain things, like the uh, example with the, the toast that I just had. I would, if it took me longer than an hour to fix that, I still would not have charged them for that. Like, that's, that's not a hill that I think is worth dying on. Like no, you, of course not. Yeah, well, there are some people that'll be like, well, my contract says X. Well, you know, at the end of the day, like you got to, you got to manage like what, what, what's a good word for this? Um, what did you do to educate the client beforehand? Because if you're making revisions because you didn't clearly communicate something, I think it's going to be a hard pill for them to swallow when you're like, here's a bill. Yeah. So I'm just saying like, make it's a delicate balance between you know, being diehard set to your contract and then like what, what potential harm could this have to my brand? That's all. That's all I wanted to say. So let's talk about case study number two. Number two wanted to change their music and they had a little list of revisions. For us personally, the films are synced to the beat of the music by and large. And the narrative is kind of spun around the, uh, the highs and lows in the music. So for us to change a song is actually a pretty big deal that changes the entire feel of the film. In some cases, it might be better off just starting over, starting over. than it would be to just simply try to change a song. So we told the couple that, Hey, uh, we're more than happy to make the changes for you. The few things that you asked for were well inside the contract. So we can knock that out, get you, get you out a a revised film here in a couple of days. Then we went on to say, however, changing that song is going to be a a pretty daunting task. And it's going to probably take us X amount of hours, which will cost about X amount of dollars. We then received an email that said, Hey, after we listened to it, after, after we listened to it a few more times, that song has really grown on us and we don't feel the need to change it. And, uh, we would prefer it if you added in some shots of, you know, some other family members and that kind of stuff, which we absolutely did. But then I took it a step further and I said, Hey, um, I know that you wanted to see more of your family members and that kind of stuff in your film. And, you know, it was over six minutes. Like our, our, you know, we don't do like five fifty nine, you know, 0.12 seconds and then call it good. It was like six and a half minutes or something. And, um, I said, we can't extend the length of the film, but you do have a couple other options with some add-ons that we have. 
And then I started talking to her about add-ons and she, they purchased uh, raw footage because they wanted those additional clips. So we're going to talk about that here in a second, but that was, that was a case study number two and kind of how we navigated that case study. Number three hasn't really happened yet because case study number three has purchased our, you know, starting collection, which again, nothing wrong with that. Um, what we have noticed, you know, in all honesty, we have only like this year, we've only done two of our starting collection. Everything has been above that. And what we have found is that a lot of the couples, once they get that starting collection, once they get the deliverable, they really do want more. However, once a film is done and we've delivered it, it's not easy to just add two minutes or three minutes or, you know, whatever it is they want. Like, it's not something that you can just go in and just drop a song down and extend it. It doesn't, doesn't work like that when you're making, you know, a highlight film, which again is important for people to understand because, uh, the reason with case case study number three, we've sent them an email that said, Hey, you know, if you want to kind of upgrade like now, now would be the time. And when we're done with the film that we're editing right now, we're moving into their film. So we're going to shoot another email to them and say, Hey, uh, just want to let you know, we're going to start your film here in about a week. And if you wanted to upgrade, you know, get the two extra minutes and that kind of stuff. Now would be the time to say so, because once we start on the film and it's, you know, delivered that kind of stuff, like that's kind of that window closes. And it's important that they understand that. And they could very well just want a four minute film and that can, and that's cool. Like I'm perfectly okay with that. Which is totally fine, but also like it also opens up the opportunity for you to bring up raw footage again too. like, Hey, um, we know that you, your wedding was beautiful. This is what you're getting. If ever down the line, you decide to change your mind and maybe, you know, upgrading now to a six minute film is not in your budget or whatever. We have your footage for, you know, a year X, however much your contract states. And if at a later date you want to purchase raw footage, like just reach out and let us know or. So let's, well, let's kind of, let's, let's go down. Let's, let's chat about that because I think this is a good segue into that. I think that the whole reason why people have add-ons is because you have other avenues to give couples things that, that they might need. Um, And a good example is, you know, one couple, they, they didn't want a 10 minute film, right? They wanted to add some footage to theirs, but then they still wanted the clips. So that's where we sold, you know, in case number case study number two, we sold them the raw footage. Uh, we had, so for us personally, when, um, when we shoot the wedding, we keep contractually, we keep all of the footage on a hard drive that I'm staring at right now, that hard drive is backed up to the cloud. You know, we have it in multiple different locations, et cetera, et cetera. We do that for 12 months. After the 12th month, we pull it off of that hard drive. We put them into 
like WD my passport drives. So not something that you can edit off of, but just something that's the um, storage Story. ready. Yeah. And we put those in waterproof containers down here in the basement. And, you know, five years from now, if somebody gets a hold of us, the thought process is while it's not guaranteed in the contract and while we're not responsible for it, we still want to have the ability to pull it up. Like we don't want to just like, okay, it's 12 months delete. Um, yeah. And I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it costs us what? 60 bucks for the drive or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's nothing crazy. We just grab a couple while they're on sale. Um, with that being said, a very good example. We shot a wedding, uh, summertime last year. The, everything was done through a planner. The bride and groom had made a comment that they wanted to feel like guests at their own wedding. So we had zero contact with the couple at all. We get there Even on the wedding. after. Yeah, no, we, we get there on the wedding day. We introduce ourselves. They're very nice. They were awesome people. We shoot their wedding, uh, deliver their product. And I, we heard nothing. Like we didn't get any, you know, Zero feedback. Nothing. Which didn't is even okay. know that they got it. Yeah, no, like I was more concerned that they didn't receive it. But um what, two, three weeks ago, we got an email from the the bride, uh, the bride that was like, Hey, we loved our film. Um we were wondering if you had any additional add-ons. And mind you, their stuff I think is already on one of the drives in the back. Um and I'd sent her a thing. It was like, of course we do. You know, you can buy raw footage. We have a FOMO edit, uh, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, what's well, a FOMO edit? So I explained it to her and she was like, we want that. And it's, you know, you want to have the ability uh, to do those types of things because that's just, you know, it's just a, it's a good way to like serve a couple. But um and yeah. life throws so many different curveballs. Something that was important, something that was not important at the time could become very important if an opportunity presents itself, like a death in the family. Yeah, I was going to say like a level Unexpected, personally. you know, and we're not talking just about like grandparents or anything like that. We're talking about unexpected, like crazy life turns, sicknesses, I don't just any number of things. But if you put yourself in a position where you can, I hate to say capitalize on it, but at the same time, if it costs you up front $60 to store footage and a little, you know, sterilite container of space in your basement, your attic, your closet, whatever, I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And we, um, you know, we've had instances where a bride's father passed away unexpectedly and we had all of the footage from the welcome toast. And you, of course we gave it to her, you know, I put together an edit of just his toast and gave it to her. Um, and she'll have that for the rest of her life. And that's all because we have a sterilite container. Yeah. And so, and that goes back to say like capitalize there. We didn't capitalize off of that. We didn't make any money off of it. Yeah. It's not like I was like, pay me. Yeah, We weren't holding footage ransom, but also, you know, we're not always keeping, I don't know, like up to date with every single couple. We have quite a few of them now, but for the ones that do reach out and are wanting something from you, that's when you get to like, capitalize like this bride they're having a child 
And for whatever reason, it became more important to her in this moment in her lifetime to have more footage of her wedding day. And, yeah, and other than I'm that, I mean, more than happy to <laughs> you know, accommodate her. That's all. But let, let's, it, you know, when it comes to like managing expectations, you know, you need to be upfront and clearly communicating with your couple. Like, it, oh, I'm going to go back to the ranges. Like having a three to five minute, a four to six minute, a six to eight minute film, like that is confusing to the couple because they're always going to assume that it's eight minutes. And if you have a six to eight minute range and you're always delivering eight minutes anyways, just change it to eight minutes. Like yeah. pick pick a solid number. Don't say two to three months for delivery or three to four months. Like say it's four months and then give them a date. Like clearly communicate what it is that they are going to be getting and when they can expect it. Like that's, I I think that a lot of consternation between the couple and a vendor comes because we do not do a good job of articulating what they're going to get and then clearly telling them when they're going to get it. You know, because if you say two to three months, it's like Britt said, they're going to assume that it's two months and they're going to reach out to you at the two month mark and be like, Hey, where's my film? Yeah. And then they're, if, if they're reaching out to you, they're already upset. (laughs) And when's the best time to remind them of what their deliverables are? The weekend, the, the Monday after the wedding, when they're still riding high, (laughs) you know, you've done your due diligence by reinstating what your contract states, also refreshing their memory and also just I know I've been saying this a lot too lately, like couples don't know how their wedding is going to unfold before their wedding unfolds. And then afterwards, say, you know, Monday, whatever, your couple hasn't gotten a speeches edit. They didn't get a full ceremony edit, but the best man had the crowd rolling or the dad had everyone crying in his welcome toast or whatever, that's when they're going to make a more informed decision on maybe purchasing an edits, a a full edit edit of the toast or whatever. So, I mean, you know, I, I honestly, I don't even talk to couples about the add-ons during the discovery call. I don't, I, um, the last call that I was on, she actually brought it up. She was like, Hey, do you guys do any, any type of add on? And I was like, yeah, we have all kinds, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, Oh, you know, I just, I didn't see him on, you know, this piece of the brochure. And I told her, I was like, yeah, I was like, the most important thing is that you guys make a decision on your collection. I was like, the add-ons can come afterwards. And it seems like it's information overload when you give somebody who's probably talk to a handful of other vendors. You give them this massive brochure that's got three pages of add-ons and five pages worth of collections. And, you know, you want to keep it simple. Like you don't want, you don't want to confuse people either. Uh, So something, something else to think, at least the way that I look at it. Like I just, I want to keep it, I want to make the decision-making process easy and then later on, like what Britt said, if they have an amazing toast and they're like, hey, can I get a toast at it? You're like, yeah, of course. So. Yeah. 
I mean, it's just one of those things, though, too. Like, our couples can pretty much change anything after they book us. Like, it, at that point, I mean, I'm not ad- advocating that they downscale their package. We don't. That's not an option. <laughs> we've Yeah, we've actually. We've, I've never had that happen. So that's good. No. But just in the grand scheme of things, like, nothing is really. We shoot all of our weddings the same way. We're recording everything in its entirety. Um, I mean, unless... And in Brittany's case, she's being literal. She just like starts bride prep, hits record, and just leaves it <laughs> for like 36 minutes. No, that... I mean, there have been some growing pains for sure. <laughs> I I used to record everything. I mean, everything. But I've got You know what it's better, like to, to sift through a seven-minute long bride prep clip? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yep. We all got to start somewhere. <laughs> no, I just, I want people like, I, I can't stress this enough because I've, I've seen this in a few groups. I've, I've heard this, you know, and it's, you, you need to like clearly communicate with your client. They need to, you know, and if you don't think they understand, you need to do more to make sure that they do. Because if you do this all up front, you will have significantly less issues on the back end. Like, you know, when couples ask us about revisions on the discovery call, they're like, what's your process? I tell them, I'm like, Hey, you know, um, we do the first hour. If it, if it can be done within an hour, then everything is, it's free. Like there's no need to, uh, if we, if it's going to take longer than an hour, et cetera, et cetera, then, you know, we have a rate in our contract and we just charge that per hour. Like that, and they're like, okay, and then you know nobody is confused or shocked or you know what I mean. And even in these, like, there was no like consternation or anger, or, you know what I mean. Like, it wasn't like a pain point when in e- any of these case studies, it was, you know, we had a realistic conversation with each couple. They made their decisions, and you know, in both cases, it was favorable for everybody. I mean, I think that's the main goal of everything, though, is to make sure that at the end of the day, your client walks away happy. Um, They're not itching to get to Google to write you a one-star review. Um, it's, It's just making things very clear from the very beginning so that there aren't these, like, areas of gray or, you know, situations that you find yourself in where you know, your client's like, well, Hey, it says three to five minutes and you gave me a four minute film and you're already like, well, the film was edited to the music that we chose. And the music was four minutes and two seconds. And now you want more footage. It just doesn't work out that way. So, I mean, there are some things that, you know, if you want to go into so much detail with your client, I mean, by all means. However, if you just say like, Hey, my films are X, they're this long or they're this long. Or if you're looking for something with more footage, then, Hey, this is my 10 minute film package. Like, I mean, everything is, this is your business. (laughs) If, if you want to do a specific film, fuck, if you want a seven minute film, then that's that's what you're doing and that's what your client's booking you at. But don't leave them 
don't leave it so ambiguous. And we're just coming from a place of experience. And it was it a huge issue for us? No. But it did leave some muddy waters for us to kind of like find our way through. And we're just trying to help you avoid it. Yeah. And I think the best way to avoid it is be clear, concise, you know, and communicate it multiple times. So like I said, you know, there's no less than three times, uh, four times actually that we're talking about this stuff with our couples. They see it on the brochure. They, they listen to it on the discovery call, uh, the storytelling call. We cover what they purchased again. And then the Monday after email, they get it again. Everything that they get is a solid number. There's no, it's not wishy-washy. Um, and there's, there's no new information. Yeah, there's no ambiguity in it. Like this is this is when you get your film. And our goal is obviously to deliver it to them beforehand. However, this is the date. So do you have anything else that you want to add? Nope, I think we covered it. All right. Make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Wedding Videography for Beginners. Uh, if you are a wedding videographer, don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Wedding Videography for Beginners. We hope everyone is staying safe and healthy, and we will see you all in the next couple of weeks. All right, out. Goodbye. Are you backing up your footage? Is it seamless, running in the background, and easily available? Bring in Backblaze, the world's easiest cloud backup. Our workflow is so simple. We offload our footage onto our external drives. Then that evening, the files automatically start backing up into the cloud. There's nothing else for us to do. Imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off-site in a safe location where you can easily retrieve it from your browser and that it is crazy affordable. That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below and get one month free.